When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On The Mark, pleased to be joined by one of the greatest fighters of all time, the former UFC light heavyweight champion. He defended his title five times of the Hall of Famer, the, the famous Mohawk, Chuck Liddell, joining On The Mark. Chuck, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, as you're kind of moving into this next phase of your life here, you know, what, what do you see as next for you, and how are you sort of creating the excitement, the passion that you had when you were you know, had clear structure of, of stepping into the, into the octagon? Well, you know, that was the hard thing um, coming at retiring, you know, uh, and choosing to retire. Just, you know, you they had that one goal your whole life. You always had that thing coming up the next time, next, next week, next month, whatever. And all of a sudden, you didn't really have to do anything. You know, and then I, ha- I had the do- job with the UFC, um, and so I was just kind of cruising, you know. And then when they sold, and I and I, when I was like, go. And now, now it feels like I, you know, I got to find something to do. So, you know, I, I'm having fun actually trying to figure out what exactly does drive me, what I like and what I don't like, and and um, and it's it, it's been a, been a been a cool ride. So. And everyone wants to know, Chuck, are you going to come back? Are you going to fight again? And I, you know, listen to you talk, it, it seems like you still have that itch to get in there because, I mean, there's nothing else in life that can bring you that level of excitement, passion, the whole thing. Well, well you know, it's one of those things, you know. Uh, I'll always love fighting. I love every part of it. Um, I love training. I love getting ready for the fight. I like, I even like cutting weight and getting down, making weight and getting ready for the fight because it meant, always had that thing in the back of my mind, it meant, okay, it's game time. You know, so... Uh, you know, I my I just I think I, I, I couple of people asked me about Son and I mean I haven't seen what he said, I don't know exactly what he said, but he said I, I was offered the fight with him, which is not true. 
don't know is offering me anything. Um, but uh, I, if he wants to keep running his mouth, they get the number up high enough. He'll come out to the spot. <laughs> you know, you- uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna like fighting me. He's not gonna lay in front of me. Um, so he's gonna have to. He have to see if he can walk through my punches. What what type of toll would you say the game has taken on you physically, mentally? I mean, do you do you feel? Uh, I mean, how much different do you feel today? I guess than how you felt maybe twenty years ago. Well, so what I put my body through, I'm pretty blessed. Um, I feel I feel great. I'm still able to do everything. I'm, oh shoot, I'm out here waiting to play tennis right now. So <laughs> I'm still able to do everything, run around. I'm, still lifting, I still, still train. Everything's uh, holding together pretty well. How's the tennis game, Chuck? What do you got going on there? You got That's interesting. Um, uh, my tennis game, I, I just started playing, so it's not the best. But uh, there's a lot, like anything else I do, there's a lot of hustle. There's a lot of, sorry, way, way too much movement, way too much uh, um, running around and jumping and diving and but, uh, you know, I try to win in anything I do. So, uh, But I am learning. I'm trying to learn, too. I'm just not out here flailing. But it's pretty much flailing for, for a little while, I'm sure. Well, this is not why we're here today, but I, I'm offering my services, Chuck. I mean, I play all the time, uh, and I, I would be very afraid to get anywhere close to you as far as the octagon. But on the tennis court, I'm willing to offer my services. We can get it going, and it's a great sport. I think it's a great activity for you. Oh yeah, it's a, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good way to get some uh, get some exercise in. Yeah, has has Bellator approached you at all? Um, I mean, I've had talks with them about uh, promoting, um, doing some signings and stuff like that for them, but I, I haven't had an offer from Bellator now. Okay, would you would you want one? Was that does that interest you? Like I said, they come up with enough money. I got, I got no problem coming back in. Okay. They got a couple guys that would have no problem fighting. Fair enough, fair enough. What, what were your thoughts on on watching uh, Mayweather and McGregor go at it, and uh, just the whole the whole scene and how much interest that that thing generated? Well, I, I think uh, McGregor did a great job. I mean, for the first ever boxing match, because you got to understand, like a lot of people that haven't done it. Um, even like I've boxed, I've done kickboxing, I've done MMA. Um, timing, distance, everything changes each step. So when you're boxing to kickboxing, your stance, your timing, uh, the way you throw things changes a little bit. You go from kickboxing to MMA, it changes again. So coming all the way from MMA to boxing is uh, in the long movement. Man, against one of the best ever, you know, uh, Connor did great. I, I thought I, I was impressed. Did you think that was, that was good for the sport in general? Yeah, I think it was great for the sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I think they'll grab some of those fans from boxing. They'll come over and watch the next fight that event. Um, so, and maybe maybe have some more uh, boxing fans. Cry MMA out, and they'll, I think once they try it, they're, they're going to like it. They're going to enjoy the fights. Did you? Uh, as well, one interesting side note, though, did you notice that two of the boxing judges had, had Connor losing rounds two and three? 
Yeah, what do you read into that? That was a little ridiculous. <laughs> it's what I expected from boxing. I was actually, I was surprised he had one of the judges that came. One of the judges gave him those three rounds. Yeah, if you if you were advising boxing in general, as far as getting out of that whole realm where you're talking about, where people just don't don't trust the sport and don't trust how it's judged and don't trust the, a lot of the characters around it, I mean, what what would you, what would your suggestion be, if any? You know, I it's that's a that's a problem. You know that, that no judging is a tough tough thing. It's not easy. You know, especially even for MMA, even even harder because. There's so many different elements you got to decide what, how much weight this weighs and how much that weighs and is that is that worth something is that worth something. So you know it's, but it, it, it's not easy. But I mean you know, you know when some of these people are you like you, you wonder what fight they're watching. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I watched an Ultimate Fighter fight where they went to overtime. I, if you watch Ultimate Fighter, you know there's two rounds and if it's a tie they go to overtime. Well, in the overtime, these guys are gassed. I think one guy threw five punches that round. The other guy didn't throw any. And it was all on the feet. One of the judges had the guy who didn't throw a punch or do a thing in that round winning. I'm like, what? I, I just, I really want, wanted to sit down with that judge, watch it on the screen, and have him explain to me what fight he was watching, how that guy won the round. It'd be, it'd be kind of fun. Maybe you just like dancing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Hey, how did you get the nickname The Iceman? Where, where did that come from? Uh, I mean, my trainer, uh, John, gives everybody nicknames, for oh. one. Two, uh, I was, it was like my third or fourth fight. And uh, John was a professional kickboxer. Box professional boxer, amateur boxer. He had like over 200 amateur fights, all army boxing team, and a bunch of fights. He said he got nervous before every single fight. And it was about my fourth and fifth fight, and we're in a strong arena in Bakersfield. And they had a report in at five, and my fight was maybe to like nine. So John's all taped around eight o'clock, and he went looking for me. And he couldn't find me. He's like, well, what happened? Where'd Chuck go? He's looking around, looking around. He finally finds me, and I'm laying in a corner, my head on a tie pad, sleeping. <laughs> and after that, he called me Iceman after that because I just don't get nervous before fights. But well, you... for me, it was always... The reason I don't get nervous before fights, I don't think it's going it, to... It doesn't do me any good. Like, you know, I leading up the fight, I get, get trained... I, get, I do everything I'm supposed to do. We need to fight. And once, once fight week starts, it's over. There's no, there's nothing, nothing to worry about. There's nothing worrying about. It's not going to be any good, and it might do some detriment. So I don't worry about it. I go out there and have fun. I, that's, a, you know, that's my reward. I worked really hard to get there. That actual fight night's my reward. Well, that's a skill right there, Chuck. I mean, you're talking about putting everything into it every day so you can have some peace. And then, I mean, you had to have learned that somewhere. I don't know if you had a mentor along the way that, uh, well, I, you know, yeah, you know, it was kind of my, uh, my way of taking, I, I kind of put it towards like the way I take tests. Like I used to, you know, I'd cram, I'd study, study, study until that test started. And then I relaxed. 
I just did it. Not, I don't worry about it anymore. Just, just relax and did it. And I always overperformed on my tests. Like I, I did better than I should have. You know, uh, you know, better than I thought I was going to do. It was, it was one of those things that being relaxed and calm. And I think a lot of it came from my grandfather too, my mom. You know, it's one of those things. It's like I've, I've never been afraid of a, a man in my life because if, we're, if you, you, do, you commit a fighting offense, it's on. I don't care if you're six eight, four hundred pounds, or five foot, nothing, hundred nothing. You you do something you deserve to get punched. It's it's on. You know, there's nothing, no reason, reason to worry about it. I'm not, you know, get nervous about it. It's not. It doesn't help. It doesn't do me any good. You, you, your your mom was uh, big in getting you into fighting. Is that is that true? Uh, um. Well, my mom was actually how it started. Well, it's a long story, but. You know, it was one of those things where I was getting picked on in school. They were taking my actually taking my lunch money, kind of funny. I always think that's kind of funny. So they were taking my lunch money and uh, and beat me up because I wouldn't give it to them. I'd make them take it, but I wasn't allowed to take them back because my mom told me I would see them leaving violence. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to hit anybody for any reason. And actually, the principal of the school. I think he was, was the principal, but anyway. He came to my mom and he brought her in because he asked me why I wouldn't fight back. And I said, I, I'm not allowed to. And uh, so I brought my mom in and my mom told my mom, uh, hey, you know, I, I think it's wonderful what you're doing with the nonviolent thing yourself. But hey, if you don't let this kid defend himself, I can't watch him all the time. And they're going to pay him every day. So my mom took me to my grandfather and said, son, you can... I don't want you to ever start a fight, but you, you can go ahead and finish it if you want. And uh, my grandpa started teaching me how to fight, and, and the rest is history. I, you know, he was telling me I was going to be a world champion when I was 19. Um, That's... You know, he told me I could beat Mike Tyson when I was 19. It was pretty funny. I, was, I started laughing. <laughs> and that, that was, I think it's kind of funny that that would not be an actual question. Who do you think would win in the fight? Yeah. And your answer? Well, MMA, I will. Street fight, I will. I don't think I want to box him, but you know, if they pay enough money, I might do that too. Where, uh, where'd your grandfather get the skill to teach you what he taught you? Because obviously, he knew what he was doing. Well, my my gra- grandfather was from, from the army, from growing up. Uh, he's a he's a chef. He grew up tough from Brookies, from Brooklyn. Yeah. Were were you... Uh, it was always fun, too. I started taking martial arts when I was 12, and my grandpa was always trying to think of, me, think of ways to, to use it in the street, like, like how to sneak in extra punches or how to, how to trick people. It was pretty funny. Why, why were these kids picking on you back in the day, Chuck? I... I think that, you know, they, I don't know, I, I get, I'm getting a long time ago, so I, yeah, of course. I was really young, but, um, my mom told me, so I, I remember much of it, but, I, I mean, I was in a, I'm in Santa Barbara, so it's not like a, I mean, but I lived in, um, you know, the, 
you know, I was at a poor, poor area. You know, the, the school school was wasn't the majority was Mexican, and I was I was white. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, you know, one of the gang guys they were giving out candy to go do things for him, and I come up, I want to get the candy, and he said, "Nope, sorry." But you know, and uh, yeah, I think it's one of the things. They start probably tried it one day, and it worked, and I wasn't fighting back. Made it easy. They kept doing it. I'm just curious, and we'll move on from here. But were were you scared back then? I mean, like that's a big move. All of a sudden, yeah, you were. No, well, the kind of the way um, I remember is my grandfather's. Hey, they were doing anyway. And I look back at it now, and I think, I know the cool thing is for me, you guys beat me up every day to get, every day they beat me up to take my money. I wouldn't give it to them. They had to take it. Even though I wasn't fighting back, I still wasn't going to give it to them. It wasn't theirs. Chuck, I would have run for the record, just if we're talking about me. I would have had my track shoes on. what's uh, What's the coolest thing you've done since MMA? Uh, the coolest thing I've done. I mean, you've been involved in so many things. I'm just curious, um, like what what stands out for you? Man, it, it, it's hard. You know, I was I was on The Simpsons. That was cool. Entourage was my favorite show. Um, I did that down on that. Uh, you know, um, what else? Uh, yeah, I, I I like that commercial I did for uh, AutoZone. Those commercials are sick, man. Those guys. Uh, you know, the CGI on there and all that stuff. It was pretty funny. I like the Miller Lite you know, spot. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, those are awesome, too. That was a lot of fun for the shoot. It was, it was awesome to work with. Can you you see yourself still pursuing more in the, in the entertainment industry if that's there for you? Oh, for sure. I, I enjoy it. I, like, I mean, every time I go out and do a, a new movie, a new set, a new something, you know, something new I learned. So it's something, you know, I'm... You know, I want to be good at it. If I'm going to do it, I want to, want to get good at it. So I'm working at it and trying to get, trying to get better and better at it every time. Yeah. Let, let's talk more more uh, as far as your preparation when you were getting ready for a fight. I'm just curious, and I think people are curious, what, what was the standard day for you to get, to get ready, uh, you know, to take on whoever whoever your opponent was going to be? I mean, how, how what did that look like? Um. <laughs> Uh, it depended on what day it was. You know, we we usually get up in the morning. We uh, first thing was at John's place about eleven o'clock. So we go out and spar um, and do do our striking training, and then uh, then you have the strength and conditioning portion. It's about eight thirty nine o'clock at night, and we'd wrestling in between there somewhere. Just depending on if we're doing wrestling, who who the partners were, we're going to be with meeting that. So it's, it all depends. What well, what were your tricks for cutting weight? If you can let us in on that one. Uh, I don't have any real tricks. I my my I stay well hydrated. I dieted down to about eight nine pounds over, and I did plastics for the last last nine eight eight to ten pounds, and it usually didn't take much to get it off. It was I was down to science by the end. Yeah, yeah. Were you uh, were you surprised when you got the? I mean, the word, I mean, I, I did I did mess up once and, and ended up uh, 
when I fought Steve Heath in IFC, where I, I had to cut 19 and a half pounds in one day. Oh, my God. And, I, and it was a day out of weighing, too. I had to fight that night. I weighed in at 12 and I had to fight that night. And they they wouldn't even let me weigh in early. Like, I was ready to sit down at, like, 11, 15, and then it made me wait 45 more minutes. I was like, you guys are killing me. So you cut 19 and a half pounds in how long? Um, well, I started, uh, I think, 10 o'clock the night before, and by, so, 14 hours total. <laughs> that's intense. That is, that, that's intense. And then, and did you win that fight? I, I forget. Yeah. Um, uh, I kicked him in the face. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's a good knockout if you want to look at one. Yeah. When you when you heard the news on John Jones and and the performance enhancing drugs, were you were you were you surprised, disappointed? What what was your reaction? I, you know, I really wasn't surprised with like the stuff I'd been seeing. With uh, you know, he had the uh, before he got got caught for whatever that other stuff was, right? And then, I you know, I wasn't surprised. And I, it, it is what it is. You know, disappointed. You know, I, I want. I want, to, I want to see him fight. I, I mean, uh, I, want, I want to see those fights. I don't want uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Do Do you think you think PEDs should be legal? Like, let anybody do whatever they can to be as strong as they can. Let's go from there. I don't think so. Um, but and I think the way they're doing it now is they're trying, really trying as hard as they can to catch them. That and, and making penalties that make you pay for it, you know, that um, promotes people not using that. I mean, when they were doing the um, TRT exemptions, I I thought that was completely unfair. You know, because if you're going to let them do it, you might as well just let everyone do it. You know, that, at that point, I had an argument for everyone yeah. doing it. If you're going to let certain people, because they have low testosterone, do it, usually the guys that have, the, the fighters that have low enough testosterone, they need testosterone replacement, have have that that problem for a reason. They were abusing steroids in the first place. Right, right. So. Were, were you ever tempted? I, we were tested all the time. No, no, tempted, tempted yourself. Oh, tempted. Yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, no. I really, I mean, I didn't know much about it. You know, I, I'm, you know, I, I didn't really have so many people around me that believed in it, so I didn't know, I didn't know much about it. Okay. Regular life right now, you're out at a restaurant, you're out at a bar. Do, do guys come up to you and try to go all tough guy, or is that uh, are people a little wiser than that? I, I haven't had that problem. Never. I mean, I just want to say like people. I mean, people typically don't do that to me. They haven't. I mean, the guys that come up like they come up to boxers and do that to me. Think, oh, boxing's not street fight. And guys that are good at jujitsu, you know, saying, oh, oh, that's not a street fight. I mean, I'm known as a heavy puncher and you know, a street fighter, a brawler, and um, most people think that you know most of the guys that would do that fans of mine anyway so you know it's like they'd, they'd rather have a selfie so it hasn't been a problem 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, weight classes right now, they go 125, 135, 145, you know, all, all the way and up. Some people think a temporary fix to weight cutting would be a 165-pound weight class and moving to 170 and then to 175, perhaps even a, a 195, more weight classes. No, that's not going to – that. I think that will make people try to make it a little bit lower. You're going to get guys trying to make it a little bit lower, not move them up. Okay. You know, Kevin Lee, you know, lost the UFC 216. He's advocated for the 165-pound class. You're not there, though. But it, it, to me, that means. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just, it, gonna have, you're going to have somebody. Now the guy's just trying to cut five more pounds. All the 170 pounds. And now it's like, I'm not at 65. Yeah. Um, Let, it doesn't, I mean, that, these guys need to make their class. Make your weight class. Don't fight up. Fight the next, next weight up. It's not, you know, if you can't make that weight, then. You shouldn't be fighting up that weight. Let's let's wrap. And the thing is, if these, the thing is, if they, I think honestly, with that, if you punish them for not making weight, at least by a significant margin, you know, by four or five pounds, three, four or five pounds, by not letting them fight at all, you know, so they went, went to went to a full camp without getting paid, they could do all the fun. That'll teach them not to do it again. But you let these guys. Come in, guys come in like way over, and then they just the guy says, "Okay, I'll fight him anyway because he, he wants to fight." They, you know, and then they fight heavy, and then where's the incentive next time to make weight? I mean, it's a twenty percent shavings on your on your purse. I think it used to be. I don't know what it is now, but I mean, it's, there's not enough. You know, they, they should if you don't make weight, you don't fight. You don't just move up a class and fight there. So you don't see that changing because of the almighty dollar? Oh, yeah, I don't see that changing to the almighty dollar. And I wouldn't want it to change either. Like, I mean, it would piss me off, but I'd be, I, yeah, fine, just go. You know, so you make way, all right, fine, whatever. But, you know, I don't know, some of these ones where the guys show up eight pounds, nine pounds over, it's like, you didn't even try. You knew you weren't going to make weight before you came here today. Could you, you could have came to me and told me, hey, I'm not going to make weight. Let's fight up a weight. So I at least wouldn't do my cut, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you know you're going to, if you miss by nine pounds, you knew you weren't going to make it. At least come to me and say, hey, man, can we fight up a weight? You know? Yeah. Let, let's wrap up here. When, when, when you look back and the head hits the pill at the night and you're thinking about, you know, one of your favorite fights. Who, which one do you think about the most? Well, the Randy after the ultimate fighter, the second Randy fight. You know, I got the knockout. I got the title. You know, and uh, I won the way I like to win by knockout, and I managed to loss. Hmm. All right. Hang on one second here. Hey, so. Uh... Can you can you talk about the uh, the MVP and uh, your, per, your what you're doing in the show? Yeah, yeah. It's a MVP is a digital series. Uh, brings top athletes and aspiring brands together, and and uh, for the first of its kind, one on one, you know, 
uh, you know, on air negotiation. And, uh, you know, we have to go meet some of the guys trying to pitch us these deals. We get pitched a lot of things, sponsorship deals, and, you know, we're really going to meet the people who are doing it. So it's, it's kind of, kind of nice to meet them and see where they're coming from, see what their passion is. Yeah. Um, right. What do you know so about? It's, one of, it's a chance for me to sue, to be, it's a chance for me to be, you know, show my business side, be, uh, be out there and show my fans a different side of me. How well do you know Gronk? You know, I, I don't know know him that well. He, he was uh, pretty funny on the show. Gronk was uh, was entertaining, so uh, uh, he, he made it fun to fun to work. It was fun to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and, and where can people see it again? It can be. Uh, it's on. It's available on Verizon Go ninety. Uh huh. Starting October 9th. So already started. A new episode will, will debut every Monday and Wednesday. Every Monday and Wednesday. So, and, and Ariane Celeste is actually Ariane Celeste is actually on the show. So show I'm on for sure. You're always involved, Chuck. Look at you. Always doing something. Always having fun. Yeah. Well, I, I greatly appreciate the time today. Any any other athletes uh, on the show that you want to give some uh, some love to that you enjoyed working with? Well, Melvin Gordon and Patrick Peterson were on my show. Um, they they were cool guys. They 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 all had uh, you know interesting uh, things to say and interesting insights into the, the promotions. Chuck, appreciate the time today. Loved watching you. Phenomenal career. If you end up getting back in there, we'll, we'll be there. But uh, you don't have anything left, left to prove, sir. You, you've, you, you, you did it all. Well, that, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't feel like I have anything to prove. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Yep, yep. Chuck Liddell. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I certainly did a lot of great stuff in there on uh, his career and his start. Uh, and clearly uh, his mom and his grandfather had a huge impact on him early. That was, that was obvious. So a great conversation with uh, Chuck. Appreciate him taking time today and appreciate you listening. listening. This has been On The Market. sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.